Hey everybody, welcome to a Kingdom Project podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Sanchez, along with my co-host, as always, Pastor Ernie Hernandez. How are you, brother? Good, good. good welcome everybody. You. Yes, we're excited. Uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback from our listeners, which is very encouraging for us both, and we really appreciate it. We love you guys so much. Any words of encouragement or even constructive criticism, we, we're always open. So um, let us know. And if you have any questions, feel free to always reach out to us. Um, so I'm excited. We're going to be continuing with our series in Matthew chapter 13, which is the now becoming the appearance of the kingdom, right? And so... In our last few podcasts, last week we had uh, Pastor Mike on with us, which was just a joy to have. We love you, Pastor Mike, if you're listening. Um, Thank you so much for being with us, and you're always welcome, always welcome here. So um, I just want to kind of summarize of where we left off. Um, So the past few podcasts, we talked about the warnings in Matthew chapter 13 that Jesus went over. Um, and then the warnings being, you know, having ears to hear and eyes to see, um, Jesus was in the boat, meaning we, we must be inside the boat with him to be in close proximity to receive revelation from the Lord. And also, um, we talked about how Jesus was going to break off from the house of Israel and be with his true relatives, which is the Gentiles. And so I just want to refresh everyone's memory and just kind of read over the parable of the sower and then we'll break off into the i guess the meat and potatoes of our our podcast episode for today so uh starting with um verse 3 in chapter 13 of matthew and he told them many things in parables saying a sower went out to sow and as he sowed some seeds fell along the path or other translations say way or besides the way, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up. Since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold some 60, some 30. He who has ears, let him hear. So that kind of summarizes, and and, and to go over the parable of the sower, um, I'm going to break it off to uh, Ernie so we can begin our our podcast, brother. Thank you very much. If you want to open up into prayer, (laughs) however you feel led by the Spirit. Yeah, I love that, uh, that last phrase that you read. Uh-huh. Where it says, "He who has ears to hear, right. let him hear." So may we have ears to hear Amen. what the Spirit is saying. Yes, because He explains the words of Christ to us. Mm. So um, I'm reminded of that as we look in our study today, that it's the Holy Spirit who is able to break down and reveal the true spiritual significance and meaning and essence in the teachings of Christ. So he is um, our anointing and the spirit of truth, which 
also can be interpreted the spirit of reality. So shows us the reality of things, not just the shadows or the mm. types or the figures of, but the actual, you know, true meaning, right? Um, which is full of life. So right. and that's the goal here, right? Is to to get life out of these sixty six books that are really a divine arrangement, right? By God, and we were speaking about this last night, right? On our our our, our Bible study and digging deeper, it's like how could this not be a divine arrangement? You know, yeah, it's like so mysterious and so put together. It's like. Lord, just give us life out of it, right? And there's different ways to read it. You can mm-hmm. read it morally, ethically, you know. All those ways are good, but yeah. to get the true essence of what the the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, to give life, to ignite your bones, you know. Exactly. That's what that's what we're we're yeah. trying to get to. Right. And yeah. and as we look at the New Testament, mm-hmm. We're actually looking at the picture of a person, mm. which just shifts everything when you think that way, right. or you approach the New Testament that way, right. that it's revealing a person, and that's Christ. That's the whole focus of the New Testament. And so although we go and we study and, and we gain a lot of, you know, uh, insight and we get words of wisdom we have a lot of things that we uh, can receive as knowledge mm-hmm. and information but lest we forget we're really really looking at a picture of a person wow. and that's who we want to know we want to get to know Christ right. we, we want to get to know who he is, not just who he was, right. but literally who he is in our lives today. So I'm praying that we'll see him, not just hear him, but right. we'll actually experience him mm-hmm. and come in contact with his divine nature and his life. That's what should happen when we truly read and you know, study the Bible. Right. Uh, I think that's the real goal. And so if we can focus on that um, and make that our desire and our prayer, you know, I'm, I'm thanking the Lord now because he's listening and has already, you know, sent the answer and is the one who gave us that desire. Yes. To hunger and thirst after him. And after his kingdom and his righteousness. Right. Yeah, and we're we're talking about <clears throat> seed, you know, sowing the good seed yes. that's in us, you know. That's where it starts. That's it. So. so this first parable we talked about is, is really important. It is profound. There's um, a picture of a process that the Lord's giving us. Uh, as to how to become good soil, good earth. Mm. So even though the first uh, three types of soils mentioned, they sound really negative, and they are, and they are a kind of um, 
a picture of the condition of our hearts. Mm. So as you read these and the descriptions of the soils, um, they leave us exposed. Yeah. They show us sometimes the reality of what's going on inside that has to be dealt with so that we might be open to hear, to see, to experience, to encounter, and then to um, really um, grow and develop. And, and that's what it's all about. That's what you're saying. It's about life. It's about us not just living and experiencing life, but literally in our growing and developing, we produce something. Mm. We produce the church right. through our growth, through our developing in Christ. And in the kingdom is, is, is established. That's God's plan. That's his purpose uh, as we're looking at it. So if we can catch that and begin to see that um, and recognize it, then it's going to help us know how we're supposed to live. So it should affect our lifestyle. Wow. So it has to do with three things. Okay. Number one, alignment. Uh, number two, our lifestyle. And then number three, um, it has to do with us producing. So we talked last time about the wayside or um, I forgot the path. It along says, the path. Along yeah. the path in your translation, um, you know, or beside the way. Right. And we talked about how it, it reflects the, the traffic of the world right. that hardens the heart. And we went in depth to it, even talked about fallow ground yes. and breaking up our fallow ground. That's right, yeah. And so um, we, we realized that many of us, um, we need the Lord to come in and again cause us to be humbled, be open, you know, because we have so much already that we've been trained in, taught in, programmed uh, programmed conditioned right and and so when we come to the scripture we need to come as if like it's the first time that we're reading it and just allowing the holy spirit to open it up to us so that we can see things we've never seen or hear things we've never heard right and experience them so um but as you were reading there um in the parable in verses 5 and 6, okay, um, it's talking about some of the seed that was sown by the sower, which we know now is Jesus, and, and we know that the seed is the word of life, and it has to do and is related to the sons of the kingdom. Uh, some of it fell on rocky places or stony ground. Mm. Okay, I don't know what your translation said, but... Um, verses rocky five ground. and six. Rocky ground. Okay, rocky ground. And so the rocky ground uh, or stony ground is a 
a type of shallow hearts. Mm. So, um, and the reason why the condition of the heart is shallow is because deep within are rocks. It's full of rocks. Wow. Full of stones. Okay. So if we could think uh, as rocks being several things, but I'm just going to give you maybe three or four of them. Rocks can be hidden things because these, these are deeply in the ground. Okay. I don't know if you've ever had to dig where there's stony ground. Okay. Or rocky soil. Because uh, like I used to work with my father in construction and he was a bricklayer uh-huh. and we'd, we'd have to dig found uh, the foundations we'd have to dig out, you know, before he could start building a wall or anything like that. And, yeah. uh, and I remember we used to hate to take jobs in Claremont Ooh. because if you get a pick and a shovel and have to dig, you know, by hand, and you're in Claremont, you're going to hit some rocks that are they're huge. Oh, wow. And you don't see them until you get, you know, to start digging. Right. Or hit, hitting the ground with the pickaxe. Yeah. And then you could, you know, feel it in your hands, in your arms, in your shoulders, because sometimes <laughs> you're swinging, you oh, know, yeah. with all your might. Uh, and you hit those rocks, and man... You just can't penetrate them sometimes. Yeah. So you had to really literally dig around them. Wow. And even then, you may need help because some of them were huge. And it might need help to somehow leverage and get them out. Yeah. Uh, so it was always a challenge to, you know, take on a job where my dad would send me and my brother or some other workers to go dig the footings ahead of him. And they had to be according to, of course, you know, um, code and regulation. So they had to be a certain depth and width and all that. You couldn't yeah. cut corners. Right. Um, we had to do it exactly the, the way that, you know, it was required. And uh, boy, but sometimes you wanted to just say, forget it. Just the rock's not going to hurt anything. Let it be part of the yeah. foundation. But it, you couldn't do that. You had to yeah. get it out. So those jobs, I remember them. They're a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Okay, it takes a lot of work to get those out. So picture that as we're talking right now. That many of us may have stones or rocky ground. Okay, and shallow hearts because they're full of stones. So rocks can be hidden sins. They can be personal desires, self-seeking even self-pity. Remember, I'm just giving you a few of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we can have those in our hearts, okay? And it's a rocky condition that we have. Um, and so in the parable, it talked about the sun, okay? Scorching, heat, um, bearing down on the seeds that have been sown. Mm-hmm. So the sun, it signifies affliction or persecution. So in other words, when the seed comes, which is the word of life, the word of God, okay, and it's sown into your life, it's going to result in persecution and affliction. We don't think about that, okay? Like we're so hungry for the word. 
we're so excited about Bible study, mm-hmm. memorizing scripture, meditating, you know, and just looking into the word. And we're supposed to be, okay? We're supposed to be diligent about it. All right. But what we forget is that with the word many times comes, you know, trials. It comes persecution because of the word. Tests, in other words. The word of God will be tested. It's part of seasons, okay, that we go through. We get a promise from God. So the season that comes after us receiving a promise, which usually happens during a season of famine, Mm. okay, is that we find ourselves moving into a season of faith where the enemy is allowed to come and test the word that we've been given. Because it literally makes us stronger. That's the goal, is to strengthen us and to build our endurance. Um, and, and so it's going to happen a lot of times without us knowing. And then we wonder, why am I going through this? Why did this happen? Yeah. You know, uh, What's this trouble you know, I'm having to experience? And, and so sometimes there's um, you know, application with what we're reading about the word being sown in the heart. Mm. So try it, man. You know, we, we don't I don't I know we're not aware of that. Right. I don't walk around aware of that. Oh yeah, I really got a word from God and so now um, you know, I should expect now persecution coming on me. Right. Or, right. or I'm gonna get afflicted. Right. Or, right. You know, we yeah. we don't preach that, we don't teach that. Right, right. You know, we just like the good stuff. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, so the sun signifies uh, affliction or persecution. Look at verse 21. Would you read that? Matthew 13, 21. 21 says, Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. Wow. The key here is to be deeply rooted then. Yes. You, you can see the results, okay? So the right. heat of the sun is for growth. Right. That's what the heat of the sun is for. That's right. Yeah. It's for growth. It's for ripening the crop once the seed is deeply rooted. Yeah, yeah. But because it doesn't get rooted deeply, like you said, instead of it bringing growth, you know, and, and ripening, you know, it... It withers. That's right. Wow. Um, and so the rocks that we're talking about in the parable uh, can uh, correspond or it correlates with, again, the constitution of the kingdom in Matthew 5, verses 17 through 48. Okay. Matthew 5, 17 through 48 is about laws, okay, of the kingdom. And uh, so this second type of earth has to do with temper. It has to do with lust. It has to do with self. It has to do with flesh. Those things keep us from being deep. Mm. We want to be deep in God. We want to be, you know, n- you know, not superficial, right. not shallow believers. We want depth. We want... Um, 
wealth, intimacy. You know, we want to experience and be filled with the fullness of God, Mm -hmm. fullness of Christ. But there's things that we have that block it. Right. That are not allowing it to be produced, you know, and developed in us. So we have a lot of believers, um, Christians, that they're stuck. They're not advancing. They're not growing. They're not moving forward. Right. And that's not to say that they're not true believers, okay? Because we're going to talk about that in another parable, okay? In the parable of the tares or the weeds. But right now, we're talking about true believers, okay? People that come to Christ and they're saved because of their faith in Christ for their salvation, but they're not growing. They're not developing, and more importantly, they're not producing. So their life becomes a performance, like Pastor Mike was talking about last week. Yeah. And they have to keep performing because they've got to look good on, on the, the outside. outside. That's right. Because it's not real in them. Wow. Wow. That's, wow. Right? Yeah, and when we think about these teachings and we look at even after the gospels the epistles where they starts getting more elevated and more elevated and paul's talking about growth and growth and maturing and maturing until christ is fully formed in us that's right you know it, it's uh makes you think you know right definitely like what am i really doing and i think that's what we need to do as believers is first become self-aware yes you know and we have to come to the place where if you're not questioning your own beliefs, then what are you really doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And really getting the true revelation of from God, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul's a perfect picture, you know? Or Saul at the time. He transformed into Paul. But yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, and so that's why the focus, you know, is really inward. Mm-hmm. We're getting, we're getting an emphasis on that because most Christians and Christianity focuses on the outward. Yeah. Think about it. We're always more interested and more willing to spend time and discuss outward things mm-hmm. versus what about the heart? Yeah. What about the inward, you know? reality of Christ and and his uh, character and his attributes the fruits of the spirit right in your life yeah it's more the inward it well, doesn't mean they don't appear outwardly but when things are normal then yes there's an appearance right of all of that yeah but it's not based on the natural you know it's not our effort it's not our uh, our works they're truly the work of the spirit right that we've cooperated with inwardly for transformations to take place right so 
when the persecution and affliction come, um, those that have rocky soil are dried up like a plant without roots that um, they wither under the scorching. They wither, they're withering believers. There's, they're withering away because of the scorching heat of the sun. And right now, the heat's getting hotter. It is getting hotter. <laughs> That's right. And we're talking about, you know, all the worldly traffic. Yeah. It's more than ever. Yes. You know? Yes. And so the <clears throat> intensity, right, is, is what like what you were describing about the New Testament, the elevated epistles, mm. okay? The intensity of the Bible, the structure of it, the divine arrangement of it is on purpose. It shows us that as we come to the end of the age and the consummation of everything, everything is intensified. That's why when you get to the book of Revelations, everything is intensified times seven. Right. You know, 12, the numbers that you see, okay? Where all of a sudden everything is bigger and larger and everything is more intense and mm -hmm. elevated. And so it, it reveals to us that that's the progression of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And also our lives. And so the older you get in Christ, the more intense it should get. Mm -hmm. It's not that it just gets easier. But you're able to realize, you know, and discern more. You should because of practicing discernment as, as, you know, evidence of maturity, you start to realize more about what really matters, what really, you know, is valuable and matters. Right. What's this going to do, you know, that I'm so focused and concerned about, mm -hmm. you know, in eternity? Wow. How's this going to affect <laughs> that reality, you exactly. know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so may the Lord have mercy upon us and dig out all the hidden rocks. Yes. May He dig out temper in us, lust, self, flesh, all those things that, you know, they're all negative. But, and I believe that God is so gracious. He's like an excavator is that the proper term excavator yeah okay yeah he's like an excavator okay and will come and begin to just dig dig uh, out some things and and uh i recently just the other day you know i watch a, a movie sometimes that it's an old movie but uh -huh. i love it it's called uh field of dreams okay about baseball, Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great one. And how he builds this baseball field in, I think it's Iowa, in the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> and all these old ghosts of old famous baseball players start showing up. And it's just a whole, you know, you know the story. I'm, I'm sure probably many of you have seen it. Yeah. Right? I I can't help but get emotional every time I see that movie. 
Uh, probably for guys, it would, you know, it's more attractive because it's sports, but also the relationship there between father and son mm. is played out in the movie. And that's where, for me, this one of the high points is when he actually um, is face to face with his father, who he had, you know, had an argument with when he was seventeen and didn't have opportunity to resolve it before his his father died. And um, you, through the whole movie, you think that the whole movie is about easing the pain of the father. But then you find out at the end that the whole thing was directed to Kevin Cosner, of course, the son, the son yeah. because of the pain that he was dealing with. So I'm watching that movie and <clears throat> I get emotional, <clears throat> but it wasn't later until that night. All of a sudden I was journaling a prayer. I actually was in the morning. The next day I was journaling a prayer to the Lord. And as I was journaling, I started thinking about my uh, experience in life around sports because we played a lot of sports, my family. Mm. We love sports, you know, all kinds. But I love baseball. That was my love. Okay. But my dad and my brother love football. Uh. Okay. I was just not built for football, but... That's another story. <laughs> hey, one day I'll share it because I have a, an epiphany about what okay. happened to me in football. But so I'm going back in the journey of playing sports, even from little, you know, all the way through adulthood and all that. And my uh, relationship with my father. And through the whole journey, as I'm thinking about it while I'm journaling, I realized through the just epiphany the Holy Spirit gave me of the, the saying that we, or cliche we use all the time, and that is hurt people, hurt people. I realized and saw how I did certain things without knowing because I wanted to hurt people. Hmm. Not realizing the reason why was because I was hurt. Wow. And so the Lord took me through this whole journey using sports. Because wow. he knows how to talk to us. That's right. And revealed to me why sometimes I have hidden rage or a temper that will sometimes manifest. What's the root of that? Where is that coming from? I remember asking the Lord to show me. Why do I get like that? And so, so graciously and mercifully, the Lord took me so that I could not, I could not just see it, understand it, but so that healing could be applied. So that those stones could be removed. Wow that I could manifest more Christ's character. Wow. Because they're blocking. Wow. That growth and that development. Yeah. Right? That's a great story. I am calling it now, not dropping the mic anymore. <laughs> I 
shifted it to the boom in the room. There it is. Yep. I've been having some of those booms, booms. in the yeah. room moments where it's not, it's intense. Mm. It's not, oh yeah, I got a little emotional. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was like, this is like. Life changing. It is. Yeah, definitely. It is. And it's transformational. That is. And it wasn't just because I watched a movie. Right. It's because of the journey of transformation that God is taking us on to prepare our soil to receive more mm-hmm. of His kingdom realities so that they appear and that we're ready for when the whole, you know, shebang manifests. Right. <laughs> Yeah. When Christ returns during the millennial kingdom, 1,000 year reign. Wow. It's intense. It is. It is. It's not just a nice story. It's not. These are things that God knew us and the people in those days that Jesus was speaking directly to, but also knowing and realizing. He was speaking to us. That's right. And, you know, we have been given the the honor and the privilege to hear. Right. He who has ears, let, let him, him hear. hear. I'm hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more I hear, if I hear it again and hear it again and hear it again, Something begins to grow, and it's a element of faith that begins to believe that God is who He says He is, and that I'm I'm His child, yeah. and He's going to give me good things. If you and I, being evil, the Bible says, know how to give good gifts to our children... How much more will our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Amen. That's right. You ask Him, Holy Spirit, come on, work with me. Come, Holy Spirit, and show me. Show me. Guide me. Guide me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God, give me strength give me life right you know fill me yeah he wants to bring us back to that garden man yes genesis one you know that's right one and two right there you know adam and eve what they lost right and so he's graciously working in us you know well how are we doing for time do so we, we are on 35 minutes. Okay. Should we wrap this we one We want to take a little break. Okay. okay. And uh, we're not, of course, finished with the parable. There's, like I said, it's very profound. Mm-hmm. We, we don't want to be in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So we'll take a break and end this podcast and then get ready and open up for the next one. There we go. Where we're going to talk about thorns. All right. Because that's the next condition of the soil that he talked about. That the 
the ground was full of thorns. Ooh. Okay, so. All right, we're gonna enter the, the thorn stage, so. <laughs> <laughs> hope you all are ready. Um, you know, I, we really hope you guys are taking this, hearing it, and chewing on it. Chewing on the cud, right? Yes. And really, really digesting it. You know, and let, let Holy Spirit open up your heart, that fallow ground, and do his work. You know, that's the goal, so. All right, thank you guys for this episode. Um, we will open up with another one. Thank you. God bless. <laughs>